Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, it's Joe Sargentopoulos. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Mike. As always, my brother Tony is here. Hey everybody, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing well. And uh, so today, I think what we're going to do, Tony, is maybe give a little introduction to everyone about who we are, how we got into the whole, you know, physical fitness world and healthy lifestyle. And uh, so I'll just kind of throw it over to you and, you know, kind of let folks know what motivated you, what what got you started in that direction. Yeah, and I I think that's a good idea, you know, letting our audience understand who we are and what we're all about and how we Mm -hmm. ended up in this situation here. Sure. Um, You know, for me, uh, growing up uh, at a very young age, uh, the mental challenge for me was the exact opposite uh, on the spectrum as far as, you know, a lot of people talk about being heavier when they're younger and how that affected them, sure. um, you know, and wanting to lose weight and, you know, being made fun of as a kid. And, you know, I grew up from the opposite side, uh, being very skinny. Mm-hmm. And as a boy, that is not something you want to be engaged in. Um, and the reason why is, is the stereotype of what, what you feel you're supposed to look like. You're supposed to be muscular. You're supposed to be, you know, right. fit. And, um, and so I was not, as a matter of fact, I may have been maybe 130 pounds my senior year of high school at five foot eight. Um, so that, that, that definitely was uh, what motivated me for the most part. Right. And, and that was that was at a time when I mean, you figure we had, you know, the Hulk Hogan's and the, you know, the the ultimate warriors. I mean, these were guys that we saw Lou Ferrigno, you know, the, the Lou Ferrigno's and Arnold, and Ar- yeah. Arnold was still, you know, a, a pretty big dude at that point. Not that he's a little guy by any means at this point. <laughs> but of course, you know, when you have that kind of uh, 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 visual, you know, those, yeah. you know, those kind of people, then, yeah, you, you want to we tend to want to mimic what we see, you know, sure. on the movie screens and, and TV screens. But anyways, so like for me, I took my athleticism for granted as a child. I had, you know, really strong legs. I had a six pack all the way till I was like 14 or 15, mm-hmm. really till I discovered beer is what it was, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and of course that went by the wayside. And when it started to go away, my, you know, my athletic features, if you will, um, it, it was too late. I was already distracted by girls and partying and then a full-time job. Sure. Uh, and you know, life goes on. And, and so, uh, you know, I was too busy, uh, or too lazy, uh, you know, making all sorts of life decisions without considering the consequences at that time. And, you know, I'm sure that's a lot of people out there, you know, growing up before you know it, you know, here you are. Yeah. I'd say it's Uh, the majority of people. Right. You know? And so that's, uh, I I just, I kind of feel like maybe, uh, maybe I represent the, the average, well, pardon the pun, the average Joe, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in that, you know, we, we never really consider some of these things and it usually takes that aha moment, right. That, that, that unfortunate doctor's report, or even just a concerning one. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, dear God, it doesn't have to be, you know, some horrible (laughs) report from a doctor. Right. It's that lights a fire under your butt, but you start to really get in this place where it's like, well, I got to do something to, uh, uh, to get myself moving. That, actually was something that happened with me. But for you, what was it that, you know, when, when we were younger, that uh, kind of boosted you or motivated you into uh, uh, starting to work out? Well, I mean, uh, we call him dad. Uh, mm-hmm. That that was definitely, uh, 
that was the first person. And, and if you could recall all the all the uh, weights downstairs uh, back in the day, they were sand, right? Mm-hmm. They had the sand weights and, and the, sure. the old, you know, set up <laughs> as far as the weights were concerned and the weight benches and all the stuff he had downstairs. He had a ton of stuff down there. Yep. And, you know, he would be down there in his 1970s jogging suit <laughs> outfits, you know, and, and working out. And he was strong. And yeah. if you can remember where he would put two of us and, and the two other people, you know, cousin, other cousins, you know, whatever, uh, on the other arm. And he would just curl us up in the air. And it was just amazing to me to, to, to see that. And you know, so, you know, they had the books. You remember him and mom had the bookshelf downstairs. Yeah. And there was the uh, the uh, biographies and the autobiographies, Frank and Kathy Zane, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Joe Weider. Right. And, and so I would more than read them. I would look at all the pictures. And, mm-hmm. and so it was really uh, at that time when maybe I was in the eighth or ninth grade that the ball started rolling in my head. Not that I was applying it yet, but the ball started rolling in my head. I really think this is what I'm going to need to do to gain weight um, right. and, and be stronger and be more muscular. Right. So that, it, that's where it started for me. And, and then again, here we are, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Frank Zane and, and seeing these folks that are, you know, really bulked up and muscle bound guys. And even our dad, who, you know, not not a little guy by any means, yeah. uh, you know, at the, at the time, you know, when, when we were younger, of course, right. uh, for me, you know, I, of course, I saw the same stuff. But it was like, again, you know, I was I was younger, too young to really understand. I never really thought that I would have to work out like he did you know it, i didn't want to be as big as the people in the posters or the whatever it just it didn't matter to me i think right. it really what it was it was just too young for it to really matter to me to be you know some big muscle bomb guy or what have right, you and, right and so i never really i just i never applied it it just it didn't matter um you know i i think when you guys started it was a point where you guys were going to the why uh yes you know and and, and so then then i wasn't even like I wasn't even present to see it, to make any sort of impression, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, so it just it, it just fell off as soon as it. And then every time Rocky came on, of course, you know, I was ready to, to, to go work out, you as know, soon for as the, the next week. Playing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then for the next week. And then I was too sore. And then I, that was that. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, so, OK, so you started working out, you know, back then. But when would you say, you know, you started to get like serious about it? Because you said the ball started rolling then. But when did when did the gears click? When did everything seem to really uh, take hold? Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the why. Uh, I remember dad bringing me to the why. And I don't even think I was in high school yet. And I remember a gentleman. I can't remember his name. Um, I wish I could remember his name. But dad actually had him as my I guess you could call it a personal trainer. Uh, the, he was hired by the YMCA, this gentleman, uh, and he started showing me some things and, and I had no interest. I, I wanted to, but I didn't have the motivation. Um, right. and, and so it, it was short lived. Uh, right. And then what happened was um, sometime between my junior and senior year. We got the solo flex, if you could remember the solo flex. Absolutely. Uh, and um, that was a game changer for me. And not just because it was easy to understand how to use it uh, and easy to change the, you know, those rubber weights and, and, and to change the bars around and the benches around. And it was easy to use, easy to manipulate. Uh, I think the biggest thing was when I saw the guy who did all the advertising and he was the guy who 
was was showing all the exercises on the poster that we had hung right. up on the wall. Right. He looked more like a guy that I could I felt like I could achieve his results as yes. opposed to Lou Ferrigno and Franco <laughs> Colombo and right. all those guys. I, and, and so that then became a motivation for me. And I, I started to push myself with that. And I really, really got into the Zolo Flex uh, and literally wasn't even touching free weights for that entire year going up until I graduated high school. Yeah, I, I can tell you this with the solo flex, just a, a couple of bits of information on that. It's actually pretty funny. The guy's name was Scott Matson. He was a gymnast. I actually, I, I looked this stuff up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> his name was Scott, he was a gymnast. To this day, I guess his, his, there's a picture book on Amazon of this guy. It's like one of the best selling books. Uh, you know, he's like the perfect, the, what did they call him? Uh, genetically perfect. Yeah. Okay. And I look perfect. And, and he, uh, uh, let's see. But if you look at the story of Soloflex, it's an autobiography. Oh, the, if you want to, <laughs> an interesting story, it starts with, it starts with drug smuggling, prison time, uh, all the way to, to, yeah, threatening, <laughs> threatening employees with shotguns to get the, uh, uh, to get the first one off the line. In, in an orderly fashion or, or in time to meet their deadline. You're talking uh, about the production of the Solo Flex. Now. Oh, yeah, the production. The the owner, the guy who came up. Oh, it is quite the interesting story. I wonder if we have the first one. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it actually started in 79, but the first one off was 84. Okay. Yeah, so just, you know, some interesting information. I don't know. A lot of folks may not remember. Solo Flex was this machine. It worked with rubber bands. I had, I actually, when I moved into my home I'm in right now, I brought it with me from my parents' house, and it worked for a little while longer. I was still able to do a few exercises. Um, I mainly used it as a chin-up bar, though. There was a way that you can right. make it into a chin-up bar. Turn it upside down, yeah. Right. The bands all got dry-rotted, and then that was that. I actually started to pursue uh, a dumbbell routine and uh, some other you know stuff at that time, but, of course, that it made its way out to the curb. But right. sure, yeah, Soloflex, that was, that was something else. But that all being said, see, you started getting serious in high school. I didn't really start getting serious with working out or doing anything, losing weight. It was more for vain purposes than my vanity. I just got through a divorce, right? So I'm trying right. to get this bachelor body back and I'm trying to find, you know, you know, a good looking woman. And of course, if I'm out there, I, I didn't feel comfortable with myself. I had this, right. you know, uh, more than ample belly that I really cared for. Uh, and so I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. Uh, it, fortunately, you know, a few years, uh, into pursuing this body that, that I thought women, uh, uh, wanted, um, I did meet my wife and then who was a physical fitness, uh, instructor and she so mm-hmm. was able to maintain, uh, uh, a physique and also, um, a better, I guess, mental state. It, it, it switched from trying to look good to feeling good and feeling healthy and, you know, all the right reasons why you should be you know, uh, uh, doing anything with physical fitness in my mind. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, you know, and you, you touch on something again, again, you could put yourself in, in the, uh, higher percentages of people that will do that same exact thing. Um, when, you know, you go through a life changing event, such as a divorce 
and you put yourself back out on, as they say, quote unquote, on the market, the market. Um, you suddenly want to change your appearance. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a motivation. Um, sure. And so that that's you. You hear that all the time. It's more people than not will do that, you know, sure. and, and it's 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 a matter of how do you keep that lifestyle once you have found that partner. You right. Know? And, right. And you got lucky and found somebody who was into the same thing. I so, did. And, and, and what's and what's funny is I remember, uh, you know, I, I couldn't wait to find someone because I was getting really sick and tired of working out all the time. And of course, <laughs> I find a physical fitness instructor. So that just that was a felled. Uh, <laughs> so you had no, yeah, you had no chance. I had no chance. You had, so. you had, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, for me, um, when did I get serious? You know, I yeah. didn't get serious about things. And, and this is this is a topic that we're going to talk a lot about uh, when it comes to motivation. Mm-hmm. And and a passion, having a passion for something, I really didn't understand what all that meant growing up. When I was in high school, I did not follow anything passionately, um, all the way into college. To be honest with you, it wasn't until uh, that little gym up on the hill, uh, yeah. and we're going to talk a lot about that because when we're talking about me. Uh, throughout any of these shows, that gym will come up often, and that was Sensation Fitness and Tanning. Um, and, and I think a lot of people uh, that are listening to this show will and have gone to that gym will will agree with me. It was a game changer, not because we finally had a place where we can go work out that was close to home for Camel mm-hmm. and Struthers and Lowville and Poland and Hubbard people, uh, which for those of you who don't live in the Mahoning Valley of Ohio, those are all suburbs of, of Youngstown mm-hmm. uh, that surround each other. And it's not, not just because of that, but it was a place I, I hate to, boy, I hate to say this, but it's true. It was like Cheers. Yeah. Everybody you know knew your mean? name. Everybody. Where everybody knew your name. Yeah. And, and, and it was great. It was, there were so many great relationships that were formed in that sure. gym. And it was also where a group of guys changed me forever. And, um, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to always talk about these guys and you're going to hear their names all the time. Uh, it started, you know, in 1997, I was 27 years old when I was getting stronger, I was gaining weight. I was already now, I wasn't 130 pounds anymore. I was about 172, 173 pounds, um, you know, benching over 300 pounds. And, and, and I really was enjoying that part of my life. And that was when two gentlemen came up to me that I didn't know very well at all. And uh, they were big gentlemen. They were strong as oxes. And, and you know them. And that was Jeff Peshik yeah. and Mitch Zupko. Mitch Zupko, yep. And, and they started to challenge me to join the powerlifting team that Sensation Fitness and Tanny had. And I was scared out of my mind to do anything like that. <laughs> and I got to tell you, they were relentless with me. And I, I did it. And for seven years... I had a passion like no other. I was on a team of guys and I'm going to talk about all of them all the time because they changed my life. And I don't think a lot of them realize, you know, in the late Jeff, Jeff Peshik, I should say, yeah. um, you know, memory eternal. Well, what a great guy he was. And, uh, you know, it's it, it just it's it's a it's a concept, you know, being motivated and being passionate. It, it's there's nothing like it. Uh, and, and when you finally realize what it is when you find something that you're passionate about. And that was definitely where, where it started for me. Yeah. You guys, you went all over the place too, didn't you? We were, we competed in Atlantic city, Philadelphia, uh, Lancaster, um, Newcastle and Youngstown, Columbus, Lansing there, there, which is ironic. And that, that'll be a story uh, for another show. <laughs> um, 
I think Fort Wayne, Indiana, Cleveland. We were all over the place for, you know, for quite a bit of time, quite a bit of time. That's awesome. And, and so how many, I mean, like, uh, how many times did you come? It was like, is it a first place thing or for the team or you individually? How does that work? There were team, you know, you were in weight, there was weight classes. Uh, I I was in the one, I was in the 181 pound weight class. So sometimes, uh, I would be competing against 12 guys. Sometimes I would be competing against four guys. Um, you know, they had sometimes first place all the way through fifth place. I wasn't a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that in other shows. Uh, but, uh, if I had to guess how many times I competed with the team and then they had the team trophy too. Um, because there were a lot of teams, uh, that would compete against each other. Sure. Uh, if I had to guess, I probably competed in between 30 and 35 meets over the seven years. Awesome. Awesome. And I, want to, I want to, uh, kind of throw in here too, you know, I, I don't want folks to, to, to misunderstand, you know, some of the things that we may talk about, like Tony is saying, you know, uh, he'll talk about, you know, certain things with this, um, you know, when it comes to, to competing and misinterpreted as, well, we're just going to be talking about competition, weightlifting, or it's really going to be, it, it's going to help you see the forest beyond the trees, okay? Right. So this is really more about goal orientation and, and reaching your goals and, and everything that went into it. It's the story behind It's the why and the how. It's not so much what, what you're hearing, you know, just up here in the forefront, but how we were able to get there and 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 beyond, really. Um, it, it, yeah, go ahead. It's and to put that in a nutshell, where we want to do is introduce ourselves to you and who we are, so that you understand in future shows why we are motivated the way we are to bring to you what we want to bring to you. Right, that right. Said. And I think I think it gives some credibility too, you know, because it's like, sure. well, who are these folks that are starting a podcast and telling us about you know uh, motivation and inspiration? Well, this is who we sure. are, and and you know. You can you can take it for what it's worth, but right. now for me in in all seriousness, even beyond the whole bachelor bod and you know meeting my wife, of course, uh, you know there was there was this this marriage that was coming up, and we were going to Jamaica, and uh, for for our honeymoon, obviously, right. And so P ninety X was the new latest craze at the time. It was absolutely. It was only the nightly infomercials at that time. It was sold by itself. There was no beach body on demand, anything like that. Uh, but there was P90X in. So we gave that a shot. After about my fourth round of that, um, you know, I was finally I'd lost, you know, the weight that I'd wanted to. I was pretty happy with with, you know, the way that I looked and and we were just, you know, I just kept repeating the P90X rounds and what have you. Um I went on to do Insanity with Sean T when that came out. Uh, And I actually got to a point where I was doing P90X one week, Insanity the following week. And (laughs) it it was really insane. Yeah, it it, it really was. And, you know, Insanity, it it lived up to its name. I got to say, ironically, this routine is what brought to light some issues I was having with my back that – you know, I, I was actually born with, uh, neither one of the programs caused it. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it, it led to the eventual demise of my career in law enforcement. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if, for a future podcast, something to, to look forward to, you know, how do you deal with that, with, the, with the physical limitation, um, mm-hmm. in your, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to working out, you can't lift so much weight. You can only bend so far. You can only do certain right. things. How right. do you go about correcting that or or doing anything a lot of folks can use it as an excuse i choose not to 
But um, so now you're training youngsters, right? Um, tell- Eight to 18 years old, sometimes college kids. Yeah. So go ahead. Tell, tell them a little bit about that. Well, I mean, you know, so then uh, the last, the well, before the last powerlifting meet, because I still did powerlifting when I first started doing this, working with young athletes, but um, it was probably around 2002 and we were coming home from a meet. Uh, it was uh, myself and Mitch Supko and, uh, and uh, one of my powerlifting teammates. And we started talking and I started telling him about how I never stuck with anything growing up. I never, I always, you know, I didn't quit. We weren't allowed to quit. You had to finish that season or you had to finish that, that year. And then you can make a decision if you wanted to continue or not. Um, and I never continued after that, you know, that year. And, and I told him, I said, this is the first time I've ever been this committed to a situation where I have a passion and I want to keep doing it. And I just suddenly started feeling like I wanted young people to understand. Don't, don't, you, if you have the passion, you have a drive and you have the willpower to want to do something and accomplish something when you're, when you're younger, do not quit because you will regret it when you're 30 years old. Sure At will. that point, that's what I was. Sure will. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and I, I couldn't think of how, how can I do that? And then that's when Mitch and I started talking. And then I worked for General Motors. That's a different pod. You know, that's a different show. Um, And that's when I met Dennis Peebles. Right. And Dennis is a trainer. And he asked me if uh, Mitch and myself were interested in coming aboard with him to work with young athletes. And I thought to myself, this could be an avenue right here. This could be the way to go. And 18 years later, I'm still doing it. And the passion now is is growing more now and larger now than it's ever been. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, that's what I've been up to as far as, um, uh, you know, I have five certifications in our international sports sciences association. So I'm constantly studying. I'm all constantly up to date on the science and the understanding of, you know, the science changes constantly when it comes to training people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I always tell people this, if you trained athletes today, the way we did in the 1970s, we wouldn't win one gold medal. Huh. Uh, and, and so, you know, I'm constantly up to date. My background is always thorough with, you know, making sure I'm up to date with what I need to do to train these athletes. But the mental aspect is always the most important. Right. Um, uh, head, you know, shoulders up is what I call it. Yeah. Shoulders and, up. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, that's that's what I've been up to as far as um, 2002 and on. Yeah. And, and, and you know, t- I could personally attest to it, it it goes beyond just for the kids and because uh, sure. uh, again i don't want folks to believe, well this is just for you know youngsters no um here so there was a point uh where i dealt with my first bouts of anxiety and and this is something that that i'm bringing to the table my different ways of of how of different perspectives that i use and and how i've dealt with uh anxiety in my life uh, mm-hmm. uh you know but but the first time that really hit me i lost a ton of weight uh, I wasn't eating. I was afraid, you know, I was having issues with my stomach. And, um, you know, while here I had Tony that was able to help me with, you know, reading nutrition labels. And I wanted to put the weight back on, but I kind of wanted to, you know, after I realized I was fine uh, and got through the anxiety, I wanted to put the weight back on, but I didn't want to put it on, you know, I wanted to put it back on healthy. And so we were learning, you know, I was learning how to, uh, you know, Again, read the nutrition labels and and you know uh, uh, put it back. Learning what healthy carbs are, learning you know everything 
again, how to put the weight back on healthy. After uh, I left the sheriff's department, there'd been a 10 year gap there between then and now. Uh, seven, the first seven years I, I attributed to putting on 50 pounds. And yeah. so I had a three year, yeah, three year um, uh, lull, yeah, lull yeah. of time yeah. where I just, uh, uh, you know, had a, a heck of a time trying to figure out how I get all this weight off of me again. And it can be confusing. Yeah, I mean, it really can. It really, it, you know, because in the past it just came off. Right. But here I mm-hmm. am also from the time that, that uh, I was doing the P90X to the point in time I'm, I'm talking about now, we're talking about what, 12, 13, 14 years later, I'm now right. in my mid forties, uh, you know, or early to mid forties. And I'm not the same person I was at 32. Um, and that was, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, so basically, basically, you, I mean, the easiest way to put it is you have to train smarter as you get older. Right. So another thing, too, you uh, you practice what you preach. There's a lot of coaches out there. We know, you know, <laughs> the, they're really good at giving instruction, but have them do some of the exercises that they're trying to have uh, uh, their their you know subordinates do. And it would be a whole other story. You, on the other hand, do practice what what you preach. I, I definitely practice what I preach. And, and there's several reasons why. Uh, you, you you can't really just uh, you can't really pinpoint this down to one reason. Uh, you can talk about the biggest reason, and that's an 11 and an eight year old um, named Jacob and Jordan. Uh, you know them well, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so you know when you're when you're 50 years old and you have kids that age. Uh, you have to. I, I want to throw the football. I want to shoot the basketball with them. I want to, you know, play baseball with them. I want to go hiking with them. I want to go biking with them. I want to take them on vacations. And and then, you know, one day I'm going to be an older grandfather, and I want to be able to do the same exact thing with my grandkids for as long as I can. So that is the biggest motivation right there um, when it comes to wanting to maintain my youth, so to speak. Uh, and you know, then there's other smaller ones. Obviously you want to be in, in great you know, shape and be healthy. Uh, just because I don't want to wake up in pain every day. I don't want to be, uh, in a situation where it takes me two hours to get out of bed. Um, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm at the doctor's, uh, once a week because I have seven or eight different problems, you know, whether it's type two diabetes, whether it's fatty liver, whether it's, I want to avoid all those situations. And, and, and so I'm trying to, uh, make sure I am the best me, so to speak, in terms of health and happiness. And then, you know, finally, um, you know, when you're training young athletes, they have a sense of humor about them, uh, where when you're showing them an exercise, they call you out and they want to see you demonstrate it. And so I'm trying to maintain the ability to demonstrate as long as I can, uh, before I have somebody else doing all the demonstrating. Uh, so that's, you know, that's just a couple points uh, why uh, I enjoy uh, trying to maintain my youth all the way up till today. Yeah. See, for me, uh, and, and yeah, I, obviously I fall right in in line with most of what you're saying. I have children the exact same age, 8 and 11, yes. uh, you know, and then I have a 22-year-old. So grandchildren right. are probably a little closer for me than for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, that all being said, uh, you know, again, I have the lower back issues. I have to, you know, kind of keep a, a strong core for that, um, you know, and so that's, you know, pretty much where I stand there. All right. The motivation of this show, the mission statement is we are trying to get people to understand the importance of physical fitness. We're trying to get you to understand the importance of nutrition. 
how to approach it, and most most importantly, the importance of mental toughness and understanding how that applies to so many different aspects of life from experiences that we've already gone through. And with that background, uh, what we want from our listeners is your ear. And we're hoping to get as many people as possible to follow us and understand that our job is to reach out to you and help you be the best you can be. And I mean, Joe, I think what we need to do here is let everybody know uh, weekly when we release the show, when will we be doing that as far as the episodes? That's right. Absolutely. So, hey, you can be sure to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And that'll be Eastern Standard Time. So on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, I think that's pretty much it. Right, Tony? That's it. All right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening and take care. Take care, everybody.